0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: What a beautiful day for horses in the morning.
0: You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it.
2: I am Lisa
3: Wisaki from Ashland City, Tennessee. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 31st, episode 2862, brought to you today by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Monday. Monday
1: is my favorite time of year.
2: This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings.
0: I am the Queen. You listen to me! I'm sorry that people
2: are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek!
3: You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm gonna do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me.
1: Happy Monday!
3: Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. I don't even remember where Glenn is. I don't. I, I don't either.
2: He told me, but I think I forgot.
3: Yeah, it's because we are both so invested in all <laughs> the things he's doing. <laughs> but thank you for coming in and and hosting with me today. I appreciate it. We are going to have a fun fun show for everybody we're going to talk to deanne from horse nation and we're also going to talk a little bit to Elisa wallace who has been all over the globe doing things with horses so we'll talk to her again uh but first we're gonna do a little daily winnie <laughs> Well, when Glenn is gone, I have to do the birthdays or I get to do the birthdays. And so happy birthday to Patty Argenzio. Patty, happy birthday. All right, your turn.
2: So my Daily Winnie is for the Cumberland Electric Membership Corporation. A lot of the oh, listeners know. What? I know, long name, right? Right? It's our electric company. So so they're putting in fiber throughout our area. And, Jamie, as you know, I have to go to weird places to even get, like, decent internet or to receive a text on my phone. And initially they told us it was going to be 2024, before we got fiber. And now, now they're already trimming the trees and they said we'd have it by fall. So I'm so excited. It's going to be life changing.
3: You might be able to actually do a show and not
2: commute to work. I know. I know. Isn't that going to be great? I'm not going to have to like borrow friends internet. (laughs)
3: Yeah, when I first moved to Oklahoma, I was having to go to my in-laws and do my show from their dial-up. I remember that. And oh my gosh, it was awful. I'd be like, everybody turn off your Wi-Fi on your phone. (laughs) Because anything borrowed took away from the ability to do this. It was insane.
2: Yes, yes. So well, everybody who has, you know, rural internet understands how important this is, and it, you know, we just use it so much, and and it's. I'm just so excited.
3: Wow, that is amazing. Uh well, yes. congratulations and thanks to well, who are they again?
2: Cumberland
3: Electric Membership
2: Corporation. <laughs> that is so country and, uh,
3: CEMC. I know, right. Well, we have a lot of people that are, that are uh, sadly very invested in a horse shopping expedition that I took over the weekend. And I don't really know how much to say. So, uh, I did a thing and I did a thing, Lisa, where I bought a horse in an online internet auction, uh, and it's supposed to be a race race horse. Was this a little scary? Um, it's not the first time I've done something ridiculous like this, (laughs) but the first time worked out really well. So I was like, ah, just do it again. And I, I bid on this horse and I didn't get, didn't win and it was fine, whatever a month passes and they call me and they're like, Hey, he'd like to take your offer. So he did what he was supposed to do. Fast forward. I'm like, all right, I'll take her. So I buy this Philly sight unseen And I go, a girlfriend of mine, she's in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Have you ever been to Hot Springs, Arkansas? I have been to Hot Springs, yes. Really? Yes, they've got the downtown, they've got the springs, and
2: people come and fill up jugs of water with the Hot Spring water. It's a very cool place.
1: I
3: actually was fairly surprised. I was was pleased. It was really fun, actually. And people in Arkansas, the ones that you can understand, because, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Y'all have heard my daddy, and I mean it is yes. some country talking. I don't understand uh, this. This I go to get a, get gas, and I they have to you have to pay inside. So I walk yes. in to get the gas and give her my card, and she hands me my card back. She goes, "Yonderisi," <laughs> and I was like, "What? <laughs> what did you say, Yonderisi?" I I so my standard like thing here in Oklahoma is what I said to her I go I'm sorry I'm not from here and I don't know what that means. Uh so <laughs> she then hands me the receipt and she goes you want a receipt? And I'm like oh do I want a receipt? <laughs> gotcha yes. okay. So like aside from but everybody in in Arkansas was very nice except for one person. Oh no. Yeah. The person oh, no. that was- I was collecting the horse from. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> so I, so he, it's a racehorse, uh, Philly. She's never actually raced, but she's been in training to race. And she is um, owned by a really nice guy. And he clearly doesn't know a ton about horses. And so I'm supposed to go collect the horse from the trainer. And the trainer is... I diagnosed him as bipolar. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was bipolar because I call him and I'm like, hey, I'm in Hot Springs. It's Friday night. What time can I come get her in the morning? And he just starts screaming at me about, oh, he's got to work horses and that. He doesn't have time for this blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you can come at 545 in the morning or 11 o'clock. And I'm like, well, I, I'm i going to be coming at 9 to get her. And he, he's like, I can't do it. and he's screaming at me. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. I'll come by tonight, get all the paperwork and all the things I need to get. And then I'll come by in the morning. I've got expensive race horses here. You can't just drive up expensive race horses, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So I go in that night and I get out of the, the, the truck at his farm. And he is like the nicest guy. Seriously. Who you did think, I talk to on the phone? Like, I don't understand. And, and he'd be glad to get this horse off his hands so he didn't have to feed her. Well, he goes, you know what? She's slow as hell. <laughs> I, I, if, they, if they don't run, they got to go. And I was like, I don't think she actually ever ran. Yeah, she's slow as hell. And I'm, I can't even do the accent because I really had a hard time understanding things that he yeah. said. And so I, I was like, okay. So I look at her and he's like, and this is the part that I'm hesitant to tell everybody about. Because this horse is supposed to have been vetted and pre-purchased and all the things. And I get all this information about a vet that has looked at her and looked over and she's, she passed all the things and, and she was fine. Well, and he goes, well, it's just that damn suspensory. I oh like, no! Oh what? Well, that suspensory, and I was like, no, nothing was disclosed about a suspensory issue at all. And I, I, I don't know. Well, she did a suspensory, and I said, like, well, how she, how did she hurt her suspensory? Paul in a bucket. Okay, well, <laughs> that's not how that works um, at all. And I couldn't really see anything, but she was in the pasture, and he couldn't get close to her because she's quite. Um, Unhappy with him around. So I go and I'm like, okay, I'll come back in the morning. And I'm like, I'm going to come get her nine. He was like, fine. So in the morning, I go to get some breakfast and we're hanging out at the pancake house in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And, (laughs) and, so he calls me at 8.45 and I'm I'm having breakfast and he's like, where the hell are you? And I was like, well, I'm coming at 9. We talked about coming at 9. I was like, I'll probably be there at like 9.05. And he's like, I got expensive race horses to wear. And like, we're back to the <laughs> bipolar behavior again. Wow. So I, the, a, a, long story short, I get there and I, I, I get to Philly and, and she's got a halter on. And I'm like, I'm going to switch halters and you can keep this one. He's like, I don't want that one. We'll come to find out the halter's actually embedded into her jaw. Okay? No. Yes. And and so I don't think she's done much at all. But I go and I, I he goes and grabs her, and he t- takes a minute to catch her because she's like, "Don't touch me!" And so he puts the clip and he clips. And I, I've never heard of this. He clips the halter to the side of the horse's face. I've seen face. that. I don't get that. Maybe somebody uh, can fill us in. I can. Because he informed me. I get the horse. He hands me the filly. And I immediately take the lead rope. And I put it under her jaw. And he's like no. That's not how you do it. And I was like oh. And he goes. He he grabs the lead rope from me. Hooks it back to the side of her face. And he goes this is how you stay safe. Okay. You stay safe. Now He was like if the horse runs away you can do this. And he stepped back and he yanks the horse towards him, like rips her face off, like pulls her. He was like, that's how you, if they go run away, that's how you get them back to you. And I was like, at this point, I'm just like, okay, just get the horse in the trailer and drive away. Just get the horse in the trailer. Yes. I just want to save this Philly and drive yes. away. I don't care if she has a dispensary. I don't care. I just get the horse in the trailer and drive away. Yes. And so I go and, and he, and he hands me Rope and I go, I'm Never seen anybody do that, and he goes, "Listen, sweetheart, you could learn an awful lot from me being around here. You could learn (laughs) an awful lot, sweetheart." And I was like, "Just get the horse in the trailer. Just get the horse in the trailer. Just get the horse in the trailer." So we walk up to the trailer. My friend Lovers is standing there with the doors open, like we're ready. And I go to like walk her in, and I'm letting her sniff the ground. You know, it's a new trailer. It's going away from the barn. All this, and she's very scared. Very scared. And so I get, um I go to let her, I get in the trailer. It's a, like a long, big four horse, but there's no partitions in it. And just like a big box doll, right? Yeah. And she he immediately runs behind her and starts flailing his arms and clapping oh. his hands and all this. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. We're we're not in any hurry, and he goes, I am. I got all these expensive race horses to work, blah blah. blah. And I was like, Oh my god, get in the truck So she freaking jumps in the trailer, and I get, I close the door. I'm like, We're getting out of here, honey. I close the door. I've got some hay in there, and then I, so I go to drive out, and she is like screaming, and she's running circles, and it was just crazy. And then I get her home, and I unload her, and she's like, Oh, thank God. Because halfway through the journey, I, I I went in to check on her and I was like, I'm going to take that tight halter off your face. And I was like, oh, my God, this has grown into your jaw. Like every bite must have hurt, you know, when she was chewing. Oh, absolutely. And, and this is why I'm. it's hard to talk about this because I, you know, I mean, I was the idiot who bought a horse sight unseen. But I also feel like this man was incredibly aggressive towards I'm just I was so glad two. I wasn't alone not that I was scared for my life or anything yeah. but it just was not a seamless transaction of horse two purchase. Things, Jamie.
2: two things one is that you were meant to have this horse for whatever reason this horse is yours and man what a gift she got with you and number two don't you want to just report
3: him to somebody I mean, I do. And that's the dilemma that I'm in right now. So at 1030 this morning, which is in about a little over an hour, my vet is coming over and she's going to ultrasound this suspensory from Paul in a bucket that she has. And she does have a little thickening up on the top of her front left, like the tendons there. So I'm going to have it looked at and then I'll decide kind of what I'm going to do. um, I mean it's it's kind of buyer beware. You know, I'm the one who's you know Yeah, but you anything. can't send her back there. No, no, oh, so I can't no. it's just to determine what her future career will right, yeah. and that's kind of what I decided with her. I'm like, it's a three year old unraised filly. she's a blank slate aside from you know being broke by this guy. He's like, she's broke, but she's wild. And I'm like, I bet she is. Like, yeah. Lord. And uh, he, he he did definitely give me some warnings about her. And then she unloads and she just walks around like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so she's here. She's safe. She's sound. But it definitely was very tumultuous the, the oh, purchase. And uh, I was very glad I was not alone. And um, if I had been alone, I would have just haul the ship or I called a shipper to 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 do it, but I had a friend yeah. that was adventurous. Thank you, Larissa, who went with me <laughs> on this exciting adventure, and we did have a really nice time out in Hot Springs, and everything was really fun. So um, I'm really happy to have this filly, and after she gets vetted today, then I'll know a little bit more about her. So, um, so what's her name? So my her name her registered name is Roulette Juliet. That is her raised name. And so I, my vet actually, her birthday was Friday. And this is funny because my vet is, she's a hard ass. Like she is no BS. Like there's nothing squishy about her, which is what I love because like you get just very honest, opinions and i'm a business person and it's like this is business and i have you know she helps me remember that to basically so i called her and friday was her birthday and i was like hey i hear a daily wedding on friday too i was like hey just so you know i um i did a thing and i need you to come on um, but she's going to look at zeus this morning too uh and i'm like i need you you maybe just add some a horse to our schedule and you know who is it and I'm like well I bought a horse off this auction (laughs) and and I said but I have a special birthday present for you and she's like what is that and I'm like well I decided I was gonna name her Julie after you and it was like Lisa was like dead silent and I was like Oh God, she's gonna be mad! Like we bought this horse online. You're naming after me. It's gonna be a mess, like disaster. And it's like dead silent. And all of a sudden, she goes,
1: "Oh my God, nobody's ever named a horse after me before!" (laughs)
3: I was like, oh, thank God. The dead <laughs> silence was like 10 minutes in my head, you know. I'm like, oh, God, she's so going to fire me as a client. But she was actually really, really nice. So, anyway, we'll see how it goes when she gets here and she sees this horse whose halter's grown in its head and has a suspensory from pawing a bucket. So, we'll see. <laughs> but again, I, I, she's very sweet. And I mean, like one of those horses that you can kiss on the nose. And she's very sniffy, you know, and just curious and already seems to have, she's very head shy. I mean, very hedgehog. Oh, obviously.
2: Yeah, you can't wave.
3: Yeah, you can't wave your arms within ten feet of her. Um, but I think it it I think it's gonna be fine. And and again, if she can't go be an event horse, then she'll go be a dressage horse or a trail horse or something. She'll go do something, yeah. She's pretty and she's sweet, and you know, like I like I told Chad, I was like, babe, it's gonna be a horse. You know, when I'm in the purchase thing, i just I can just flip this horse, like yeah, it'll be fine. Put some rides on her start Now Chad's like, <laughs> you realize this is a long con, right? Like this this horse is gonna be here a long time and I'm like yeah. I know <laughs> like, that's okay <laughs> he's, like, he's like he actually liked her he was like she seems pretty calm and I was like thank god he didn't see her freaking when I loaded her up like scared to right, death right
1: right yeah but he's yeah. a
3: guy he's the kind of guy who would have just told the guy he probably would have punched the guy in the nose but I'm just <laughs> like I'm just like just get on the trail just get the horse on the trail just get yes. you can learn a lot around here sweetheart I was like yeah. I don't even mm. Yeah, I don't yep. even want to go there. Thank you very much. I was like, thank you. That 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 sounds great. Thank wow. you so much. Like, wow, I can learn a lot around here. Yeah, I bet I can. This is great. I learn to put a halter on the side of a horse's face, rip its face off, like, cause cause it's trying to run away from you when you're leading it. I'm just appalled. Uh,
2: I mean, I really am. That people like that, and and it's true. I mean, people like that all <laughs> over the country have horses and, and dogs and cats and other animals, and it's just oh, it's just horrible. Just yeah, horrible.
3: It's tough. Yeah. Well that was my adventure anyway, Lisa. What's happening in the in the world of Lisa Waisaki?
2: Well, certainly nothing as exciting as what <laughs> <laughs> I will say I've been doing some of these Zoom author chats, which has been really kind of fun to promote the new book, The Mysterious Horse House, but also some of the Cat and Wright books and some of the others. And very interestingly uh, enough, there have been some Horse Radio Network listeners on some of these calls. And so basically, just a book club or or a women's group or a youth group will just, you know, schedule something with me and we just do an hour and just chit chat on Zoom. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, So, but it's been interesting to have people kind of be jumping up and down, and waving their hands, and say, "Hey, I listened to Horse Radio Network." I know you. Yay. I know you. Yeah, yeah, So that's been kind of exciting. But my my um, shopping experience has been a little bit kind of like yours because I'm truck shopping because you know they totaled my truck after the guy hit me, and 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 ran off. Uh, did not stop. So yes, really, yes. winner. Yeah, I know. I know. So, so I'm finding that a lot of these vehicles that you look at, you know, you go to like cars.com or auto trader or whatever. There are these online um, car places. And so, you know, they're like, I'm like, I find something and and they say, yeah, but, but the trucks in Kansas City, and we can have it shipped to you. And I'm like, no, I want to look at it. And they say, well, you can have you know, you can have a week and 250 miles. And I'm like, no, I really want to look at it. I'd rather drive to Kansas City and look at it
3: first. Let me tell you that that is a much smarter way to shop. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. OK, I think you're you're making some smart decisions. Well, and see, here's the other thing is
2: is that what I want I can't have because they don't make it. What I want is like a hybrid electric vehicle that will go like fifteen hundred miles without having to refuel or charge, and will tow mm-hmm. ten thousand pounds. Yeah, and, you know, and and cost like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and like a spaceship <laughs> for free. I know, I know. So, um, I, so anyway, I have to like reset my my things to the the priorities, which are the tow package and the keyless entry. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I always lose my keys and I lock my keys in. And so I have to have a keyless entry and I have to have the tow package. And so uh, those those are my priorities. And then you go and then you go to a car lot, you know, and you see something online and it's local. Yeah. Well, no, it's this little flimsy hitch that's attached to the bumper, you know. Um, and then they've showed you a picture of a different vehicle, not the vehicle that you actually saw online. That wasn't actually it. Or they do the bait and switch where they have a really fabulous truck at a low price and you get there and it's like, yeah, that that truck never existed. So, yeah. I, you know, so, so, yeah, it's fortunately, fortunately, I don't feel compelled to pull the truck out of the seedy car lot like you did your horse.
3: <laughs> I I just get in the trailer. Just get just, it in the trailer.
2: I know. I know. It's like, no, for me, it's just drive away. This driveway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, at
3: least there's no emotion. then. I'm like, you don't have to feel sorry for the truck.
2: No, <laughs> and just, and
3: I will say this when,
2: when, when they picked up my truck, I wasn't there. And one of the volunteers at Colby's army texted me a, a picture of, of the truck going down the driveway. And I have to admit, I cried. It was very Aww. sad. I'm going to tear up now. I loved my truck. It was so sad. It was such a good truck.
3: But, I have been very emotionally attached to trucks too. And I remember when I was buying, an upgrade. It was like my, the truck that I was trading in was like my first big girl purchase. You yeah. Know? And they, they were like, we'll give you 2000. I started crying. I was like, what? That's not, that's <laughs> worth know, more I than know. that. Like I was like bawling. It was, yes, it was a POS, but it was my POS. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And, and I just, I don't know, you just get so emotionally invested. I think trucks are different than cars. Um, yeah, trucks have more personality. And, you know, you spend your, your horse life in your truck. And, and so it's all kind of interrelated emotionally. And so but anyway, I was really glad I wasn't there when they picked it up, because I, I would have been a basket case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I had said goodbye to it. And this sounds so so ridiculous, but
3: <laughs> I, it's, it's a thing, though. I mean, especially as horse girls, we're emotionally attached to yeah. random things. So yes. yeah, yes. It's- the thing. Yes. Well, so, do you have a new so you're still truck shopping?
2: I so I'm in a rental car. This is so so my truck was a 2011 and I typically will get a truck that's like got maybe 20 or 30 miles on it and then drive it until it's got like 300,000 and mm-hmm. then so I haven't had like a newer vehicle in a while. So I've got this little Toyota Camry that's a rental car and <laughs> I went in to the first night I got it I went to dinner with some friends and I went into the restaurant and I sat down and I got a text and it was from the car. <laughs> and, what? Yes. And the car said, "The car said we have put a pin on in your map app so you know where you parked your car." And I'm going, I'm looking out the window, and it's right there. I can see it.
3: <laughs> like, could you tell me where my keys are? Because that'd be yeah, cool. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Tell me where the uh,
2: keys are. Yeah. Great. But no. So it's sending me these text messages now. It's really a little scary.
3: Oh my gosh, that's like, <laughs> you have a spaceship, you just rented it. Well, yeah. hey, before we get to our first guest, who is just absolutely amazing, it's the famous, awesome Elisa Wallace. We are going to tell you a little bit about MagnaGuard. MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues giving your horse the happy tummy that he or she deserves. MagnaGuard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium in it is a natural calmer. And second, it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows horses to relax. It contains important trace minerals. It's all natural. It can be fed continually without negative side effects. Customers have reported healthier slash shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. There is a discount code HRN gets you 15% off your order order at EagleEcoin.com. that's a one-time use so buy it all all the products come with the money back guaranteed so if you're not satisfied you can contact eagle equine products for a full refund i'm very excited to have one of my favorite people in the world she's five-star eventer and mustang makeover trainer alisa wallace alisa good morning thanks for joining us good morning how are you guys doing Fantastic! I heard that there are iguanas falling out of trees in Florida. Have you experienced that yet? <laughs> I'm a little bit further north
4: uh, than that, but apparently uh, Florida got a little confused and got a little cold.
3: <laughs> now, are you? Uh, where are you in Florida exactly? Uh, I'm in Ocala. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so Elisa uh, is also uh, Lisa from Georgia, which is where I'm from. And I got to tell you, I was looking. I have this T-shirt from the eventing uh, American Eventing Champions from oh, gosh, like 2004 or something. And it's this long sleeve T-shirt and has everybody's name on the back. And I was looking at the names, and Elisa, we competed there together at the same time. It was so cool to oh, see that. Funny. I'll take a picture of it. It's the rattiest shirt I own, but I just can't part with it. (laughs)
4: Yeah, you know, 2004 was a while ago.
3: Uh yeah yeah I'm well aware thanks <laughs> that was when I was young and had energy it was amazing um so mm-hmm. there's the, the reason I wanted to have you on was because you went to Europe horse shopping but in the long time it took to to call you and get everything scheduled you also then went to the Mustang makeover which I'm so bummed I was out of town because I would have driven down and seen it so I guess I would love to to touch base with you about both of them first of all tell us uh, about the the makeover. Um, well,
4: it was in Fort Worth, Texas, and um, it started off really interesting as uh, two of my Mustangs uh, got spooked by a flying banner as we were going into the barn, <laughs> and then they proceeded to get uh, chased by the cops because they ran two and a half miles in Fort Worth traffic and got captured by doing a barricade, <laughs> and ah. I got to ride in a mounted patrol car and <laughs> yeah, that was the first day being there, but overall they were like they were fine after that. Um, very minimal. I mean, they scared me, um, but you know just very minimal uh, loss of hair. like Eton slipped and fell like 20 feet on the concrete, but he only had a little bit of hair missing. Um, I had them cairo and magnum wave to make sure that they were okay and they were. Um, I feel like if it was any of my thoroughbreds, they probably would have been dead Mm
1: -hmm. or
4: something, Um, but no, they were fine. And um, so that was a little bit uh, nerve wracking. And um, with it being the Fort Worth uh, stock show um, and rodeo, it's, it's a pretty big event. Um, So it was a really good experience for my uh, younger Mustangs. And then also, you know, with COVID and everything, it, it was nice to have the crowds again, um, as far as, um, you know, riding in front of, and mm-hmm. my horses performed really well, and we finished up second, and uh, so I was really pleased with that.
3: So I saw in the freestyle that you had, which by the way, congratulations on getting reserve champion. You were able to use four different Mustangs. So this isn't like a a makeover for one horse. What was what was the premise of that? Like what was that correct? Class? Yes,
4: this was a little bit different. So this was a celebrity invite. So trainers who had um, ended up winning makeovers in the past, and we were able to bring like any Mustang that was kind of um, free choice. It's kind of anything that you wanted to do. Um, And, you know, my thought was, well, I really want to show the versatility of Mustang and I have five personal ones. Originally I had all five uh, mine in there, but I got, I had saw where it was like seven minutes to be um, for our performance, but in fact it was six. So then I had to kind of do a quick adaptation and, um, I ended up just letting Eton do a demo earlier on in the weekend just because of you know running around on concrete. I figured it was okay that he uh, wasn't in there mm-hmm. um and so i I just did the four, and I mean it is a big thing to ask kind of my greener like Wyeth and Eton to kind of go out there and those big uh, crowds and stuff, but um yeah, so it it was just kind of a go for it type. for me i wanted to show kind of all the things that my horses could do so my horses obviously are a venting mustang so i have jumping ones and dressage moves and you know with sludgy in there i can put in a little bit of a sliding stop here or there um but uh it was good enough for a reserve champion so i was really pleased with them
3: that's awesome! It was so beautiful. If you guys haven't seen, go to Elisa Wallace Eventing on Facebook, and you can watch the the full video. It was so cool uh, to watch you incorporate all these and the bareback and the bridalists and the peoff off and the passage and the it was just awesome. And and I'm, yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> that you're such a, you know, I, I have mustangs too, but you're just you're out there and you're showing the entire world what, what they can do. And it's, it's awesome. Um, now the, uh, the other reason I wanted to have you on was because, oh my gosh, you got to go horse shopping in Europe. Where did you go and what were you looking for?
4: Um, so it was kind of a spur of the moment type thing. Um, I ended up having one of my best horses pass away, um, from a tragic pasture accident.
3: Yeah. I'm so sorry. And,
4: um, yeah, it's still kind of hard, um, but before I get teary-eyed, um, my dad and I were kind of chatting and like, I was just looking because, you know, it kind of, whatever, trying to be distracted. And I have a lot of friends over in England from the times where I competed up early and such. And um so my dad was like, well, like, I've got some points. Why don't we just go? And I was like, I mean okay I guess so. (laughs) okay and yeah so like I have um some good friends of mine. Alyssa Green is a good sourcing agent she is Lucinda Green's daughter um and so she helped me find and line up lots of horses to look at and then I also um just looked around in the classifieds over there and in horse quest I think is what it's called and um just kind of kept it centralized. My friends live near Marlborough, the, coast of the southwest side of England. And it was like really fun to get to see and visit people and um, and then look at horses because I don't do well with vacations anyway. So yeah. it was nice to kind of be distracted and uh, be able to sit on some really nice horses.
3: So, did you go over there thinking I'm looking for my next five star horse? I'm looking for some green horses. What what was what your plan?
4: Well, the horse that I lost um, was really uh, a incredible horse. He was uh, my three star horse that had won like everything, and I was planning on moving him up to advanced. And you know, with my sights set on Paris, so I was kind of hoping to find something that had. It didn't necessarily have to be similar, but it would have been nice to have something that I could not have to start all the way over with. Because I mm-hmm. do have several young horses that I'm bringing along and doing that as well. But with, with Riot passing away, it was a pretty large void there that was missing. So um, just so happened, I kind of came across a horse that seemed very similar to Riot, which um, he's an 11-year-old. Steiner Cross um he actually did show jumping really well um and then a young girl had um produced him to the three-star level and he was kind of one of the first ones I sat on and and I think anybody you talk to we all hate trying horses because it's like so nerve-wracking getting on someone else's horse because you don't want to mess it up like ah uh, and I think he was like the second one I sat on, but he felt very familiar to me because he's very similar to my riot gear horse. Um, and so I think I had sat on around 15 or so horses um, and he was being one of the top ones. And then we were actually, I swear, like this trip was a bit like, amazing race because (laughs) i had had it just seemed like it It was like okay we go there we go kind of like when you're trying horses you want to squeeze as much as you can into it Mm -hmm. um but there was i had horses that had lost shoes and some cancellations from horses being sold so we had a day and we're like well why don't we go over to ireland a day earlier and we ended up going to ireland so then we could see horses at fern hill which was awesome um to meet up there and I got to see my friend Alex Green who was there as well and uh, I got to try lots of horses and then traveling through Ireland which I had never been to so that was cool um but we were in such a hurry like I didn't even get to have a Guinness oh no <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I know but it's okay I sat on some really nice horses and then um the next one that I I really really liked was a seven-year-old mare she had done intermediate and um She's a bit of a spitfire type, but um, yeah, the joke is she's a little bit, I guess, like me in human form. So she's, or in horse form, she's she's just really funny. She's kind of like calm and cool, but like she has her fiery side to her. Um, and she's smaller. She's just 15'2", um, versus um, the corsair horse, the gelding, is uh, 16'2", 16'3". And, um, although it's funny, is later on when I was like comparing and looking at pedigrees and stuff, they have the same grandsire. So I thought that was, uh, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So their grandsire is Carantino, which is a, a pretty famous show jumping horse. So, um, yeah, I was kind of just going there with the mindset of, you know, obviously wanting to connect to the horses that I it was kind of like, I don't know. Um, but, uh, they had really good jumps. They're good show jumpers and just kind of went along with gut feeling. So,
2: so I ended told- up
4: with two horses. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> wow. well. My
2: goodness. That's awesome. That's awesome. I have a quick question. Was there any difference between the English horses and the Irish horses?
4: Not really. Uh, also, it was a bit of a tough time for me uh, to go because it was the end of, um, or what, what time was it? It was the end of November, kind of beginning of December. So lots of horses were on holiday. Um, um, and some were like still clicking along, but you know, you have to kind of take that into consideration when you're trying horses, like if they're just coming back into work, um, and not really, you know, you're going to have some exciting moments and stuff like that, but they were, they were pretty similar to me. I mean, Nothing really different. I mean, I had, they all did well riding in rain and cold. (laughs) 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 I think I rode the mare in like sleet and then it turned sunny. Like it was five different seasons in one minute, but that's Ireland too.
3: Amazing. The accent's different, Lisa, is what it
1: is. There you go. There you go. It's the
2: horse <laughs> yeah, accent.
3: The accents, yes. The sure. yeah. <laughs> so you ended up bringing two home. And tell, tell everybody a little bit about the process. I just helped somebody purchase a horse in England. And it is not the easiest thing in the world. There's so much you have to do when you're flying a horse from one country oh, to dear. the next.
4: Yeah, it's It. it, it. I mean, uh, we had decided, you know, to start this process back in like December 5th, I think it was. And my horses just came like last week mm-hmm. or even like this week. I don't even know what day it is. Um, <laughs> but it. I think and then because of Brexit it has made it a lot more difficult. So I know in talking to a lot of the transport companies, you know, things that used to take a day uh, to file the paperwork now took a week. So, like, if anything happened and that paperwork got messed up, then you're pushed back a week. So, it was just, and along with COVID, then on top of, like, Air France had been canceling flights. And I know, like, when my horses, we finally, they somehow got them on flights, finally, after, like, begging and pleading. And then, um, but some of the flights ended up being more expensive. But you get to a point where, like, I just want my horse here, please. (laughs) Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: (laughs) I don't care. Um, but the mayor was able to fly into Miami versus my gelding flew into Chicago. And then he got shipped down and because, uh, he's a gelding, he only had three days quarantine versus the mayor. They are more expensive to import because, um, they have the CEM quarantine, which is, it's a bacterial like STD that they're not wanting horses to spread. Um, so she's still actually in quarantine here in Ocala at the moment. Um but and and that's what makes mares a little bit more expensive to import because you are having to pay for that quarantine.
3: You gotta so. pay for that vagina. I mean, come on. <laughs> you gotta yeah, you pay for that extra hole. <laughs> uh so so she's able to do quarantine at your place or is she just in the local area?
4: Um yeah, she's in the area. She's at, uh, I think it's called Suns Hall uh, Farm, which is Katie Rupel, who's a fellow inventor. So it's it's nice mm-hmm. that I know her and I can go and I can see her. And um, However, funny story, um, I went and I picked up the mare and actually another mare that traveled together with her. They were staying in the same quarantine. I picked them up in Miami, took them to Katie's farm. They settled all in. That's great. They got their first cultures done. Okay, cool. And then the next morning I got a message and like my mare was fine. The other mare is a three-year-old dressage mare. She was like calling to Fifi and stuff like that. But, oh yeah, by the way, my mare's name is Tully Murray Fifi and Fifi is pretty (laughs) hilarious. Because like, I'm not changing her name. Her name is Fifi. Um, And so like Fifi was pretty quiet, like up, but like wasn't calling back to the other mare. So fine. They settled in. They were good. I got a message from Katie in the morning going, so um, your mayor jumped to Five Foot gates to be with Noriana, the other mare. And I was like, <sighs> okay. She's like, there's no mark on her. There's just footprints. Um,
3: oh, my god. She's gosh.
4: like, I've had some, like, a horse attempt, but never to do it. And that's typical Fifi. She just says, hold my beer. <laughs> um, and I was prepared.
3: My name is Fifi, so, and I own the world. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, she's a pretty cool horse. So it's actually pretty neat because um, I was able to con um, connect with her breeder, Elaine O'Connor. Um, and <laughs> Fifi has always loved to jump. I've gotten pictures of her, of, like her first jump and she's jumping like sky high. So I think she's going to be a pretty special uh, little horse. So I just think it's funny because you just look at her and she's just like hanging out, but she literally will go hold my bear.
1: I'll be
3: right back. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I am so excited to follow you and follow the future with, with, is it Kaz? Is that his name? The other one? Yeah,
4: Kaz is his barn name. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: Kaz and Fifi. And we will follow along with you, all your Mustangs and all of your, your eventing adventures. And I just, I got to tell you that when the whole thing happened with your Mustangs at Fort Worth, Spooking and getting away—that made me feel better about me. Like I was like, if it can happen to Elisa Wallace, it can happen to me. literally my
4: worst nightmare. Like, literally my worst nightmare.
2: Yeah. So,
3: so very embarrassing.
4: Call?
2: Yep. No, nope. those are my Did you call nine one one or or how did that happen? I mean. Oh no!
4: Well, for worse uh I mean, the cops are. I mean, it's a. Pr- they're all around. Yeah, they're there. Right they're all around a really big thing. And what's funny is like there's the people, the public that are there, it's kind of like a petting zoo to a lot of them. So like, it's funny because what happened was when I was leading my two, um, I had my working student slash groom, Megan, she was leading the three quiet ones in front because my idea was have the herd mentality. Right. So they, if they get scared, they can see and follow. Well, right. As she turned the corner. So they were out of view. Then this slapping thing happened, and I'm screaming at Megan, but she can't hear me because it's so windy because it was so cold in Texas. And this thing is slapping at me, and the horses go bolting away. And then I guess Megan comes running back, and she asks the guy, and she's like, did she lose on He She goes, no, she lost both of them. <laughs> just sitting there, like, no. eating his popcorn. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, and, like, man. I see my
4: horses running down, and as everybody just watching I was like yeah okay and then the cops just cops see it cops lights go on but there comes the point where it's like maybe you should turn the lights and the sirens off and they might stop yeah um but you know there's and then I had people sending me video of them at least they had some type of wherewithal to just trot through traffic and um yeah, apparently they were practicing their cross country by jumping benches and up banks and over privacy fences. Um, but, but And then when I got there, they looked at me like, mom, where have you been?
3: like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so, well wh- what an awesome adventure to not that part of the, i'm glad the part's over and they were fine but the yeah, rest of it was yeah. awesome and uh, you've had a good couple months and i wish you the best of luck in the coming up spring with your new horses and again if anybody wants to follow you or get in touch i know you have a patreon give us all of that information
4: yeah so um i'm on facebook at lisa wallace Vinting. Facebook. Also, it's the same on Twitter, um, Instagram, and YouTube. And yeah, the Patreon stuff is all the same.
3: So you just type in my name, it should pop right up. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk to you again soon.
2: Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good one. And I'm so excited. We have Deanne from Horse Nation who is huddled in front of a space heater in her tack room in Pennsylvania. Welcome, Deanne.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I'm actually as I'm talking to you I'm holding my gloves in front of the space heater as well trying to warm up my hands because I was typing without gloves on and I now regret my life choices (laughs) uh,
2: yeah yeah you know we were talking earlier about uh, about fiber and and internet and and we all kind of go weird places to get the the best internet we can wherever we are
0: right so yeah yeah so (laughs) I am using my hotspot on my phone and the only reason I'm here is because I have a chair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the little things, Deanne. Right. So so you had sent us a, a couple of links, and I was just fascinated by the barn hacks. And was oh, hoping we could yeah. talk about that today.
0: So yeah, those barn hacks are brought to us by the amazing Brianna Noble via her Facebook or via her Instagram page. I'm sorry. Um, and it kind of started because I had shared a, vi- a reel from her of um, cutting baling twine and using other baling twine. Yes,
3: and all it was the funny time
0: because. Oh See, in the comments, everybody was like, oh, how else do you open a hay bale? And I was like, with my knife? Like, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> um, but apparently, it's this really common thing. But um, either way, I, I just thought her barn hacks were great because they're really helpful and um, and are things that apparently some of us don't know.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, so just so real those, quick about the... You want to explain the baling twine yes. hack? Oh, yeah, the baling twine hack. So you
0: take another string of baling twine because we all know we have plenty of baling twine laying around the barn and you just like put it under the piece that's still holding the bale together and you do like three or four long strokes and it'll break.
2: It's like seesaw back and forth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, What I did
0: when I was testing it out myself though, because I actually, I had to because I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) Let, let me see about this is that on the first string, it was totally fine. But then on the second string, the piece I was using to cut the the ones that were holding the hay together, it, it itself broke. So, like, you yeah. you know, you have to be prepared to go through some twine.
3: Oh, yeah. my God. Well, who doesn't have enough of that laying around? I do know, say right? that the colder exactly. it is, you may have to get your heart rate up a little bit. Because once <laughs> it's cold, it takes a little
0: while longer. It does, so it does. I do and keep a knife in my pocket.
3: <laughs> I will say
2: I've, I've used this a, a long time, too, and it works for me better on actual baling twine. We get a lot of square bales that are baled with kind of like that plastic uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rope, and so it doesn't work quite as well on that. But persevering, it'll work.
0: Good to know. So, I think mine is that, but it still seems to work. Yeah, You know, the one that really – the hack that really –
2: uh, engaged me was the backing the trailer because I'm in search of a new truck and I had these things, that, these features that I really had to have on my truck. And I took the backup camera off of, of my must-have just because of this
0: hack. Which is awesome. So um, did you do me a favor because I, my I internet the, is slowing yeah, down. So I watched, I watched, watched the, it. So can you I describe the, the hack video. for me?
2: Yeah. So, So you just Whenever you unhook your trailer, you put a log or a four x four or something behind your rear tire. And then when you back up, you when you stop, you're gonna stop right there where where the hitch is gonna line up with your with your truck and you don't have to keep seesawing forward and back. Now you might We're have just, to go left and right, but you don't have to go so, forward and back.
0: And I think that's especially awesome for the goosenecks. Like I will admit that I'm still hauling a bumper pole and I have, I do have a truck with a backup camera and it is 100% cheating. I won't even lie. Uh, (laughs) Having, having grown up hauling a lot of trailers with basically my father yelling at me while I backed up the trucks. (laughs) (laughs) So so the camera feels like a left, Left. Other left. Other left.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, uh, us.
0: But no, this trick is awesome. And again, especially for the goosenecks for your camera kind of doesn't help unless you have a specially mounted one. It in doesn't your help. There yeah. are none. Yeah. There is no. not a thing. So
3: yeah, this doesn't is help. great because it, it keeps you from going too far back. But also like my problem is I never go far enough back because I'm like, that has to be it. I'm like right up. No, go back another foot. Right, then, right, yeah. right,
2: right. Yeah. And you spend half your morning jumping out of your truck and looking, and then <laughs> exactly. jumping back in and it's so annoying. And then the water spills hack was really cool, too, um, because I've had to haul water out of a river in the past and when our pipes have frozen, right, and that's just never fun. Because you spill all over and you lose like 90% of your water by the time you haul it back up to your horses.
0: Yeah, 90% of your water, and especially if it's winter, half of it's on your leg. Yes, yes. And then yeah, it freezes
3: once it hits the ground and then you slip on it and you look like right. a moron would limping down the barn <laughs> aisle cuz <'cause> you just <laughs> I feel like, like I always your knee. Like I know. Yeah. And so, so basically
2: this this hack, you know, you just put a big plastic bag in your like a garbage bag in your bucket in your big like muck bucket that you're hauling water with and fill that and tie it
3: shut. It's just
2: brilliant. It's
0: brilliant and it's one of those things that's so simple but I have to admit that like that's not how my brain works.
3: <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah you put your muck tub in your wheelbarrow you're like i'm so smart i'm not carrying this big thing of water i've got a muck tub full of. and then you're like you start wheeling in and it splashes everywhere so yeah you yeah. put the garbage bag in there you fill up the muck tub full of water and then you just tie the garbage bag in. like yeah. why didn't i th- ever think of that before i know even so for regular easy. buckets it's a good idea
2: yeah it's so super easy so super easy and um, Do you know what's
3: easier even, even easier than that having a hose
0: that goes directly to the buckets even
3: easier than that is far (laughs) exceeding far far exceeding the budget of building your barn to put in nelson heated water (laughs) (laughs)
1: still
3: still hearing about that one from the husband i was like i didn't know i I didn't i didn't budget for the plumbing and all that i know you just bought
0: the water so yeah triple your budget if you're gonna do so Still I lease my barn, so and, I, and it's older, and I had nothing to do with its setup whatsoever. And if there's anything it has taught me, it is what I will splurge on when I build mm-hmm. my own. And yes. plumbing and electrical are absolutely things I will splurge on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we are in an older barn in Tennessee that wasn't really set up for what we're doing as a therapeutic riding center. And we have this very convoluted set of instructions now to avoid frozen pipes, and it's like this 30-point checklist.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and,
2: and we don't have frozen pipes, but if you miss one of those steps, holy cow, it's a nightmare. Yeah,
0: yeah and we it. have we have a water room that is insulated, but I have to keep a space heater on in the colder temperatures, and I tell you what, there isn't a night that goes by that I'm like, please don't burn down the barn, please don't burn down the barn, yeah. please don't burn down the barn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dear God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So another of the hacks that was on this list was a better way to spray. And and so she's using like not just like the regular sprayer. She's using like more of like a garden sprayer to spray the, the fly spray and stuff.
0: Yeah. I've seen. So I work with my vet a couple days a week and I've seen some of our clients do that. And I was like, look at you thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean.
2: Every time I spray one of those spray bottles, I, so I'll go to Tractor Supply, which is our farm store, and I'll buy one of those those spray bottles, just the regular sprayers, or I get a thing, of fly spray, and you use like a third of it, and then the sprayer thingy breaks. And right, right. It's so annoying, or my hand gets tired uh, of, of trying to pump the spray, and so this is just so much better. You just use a garden little sprayer thingy, and it's, it lasts forever, and I love that.
0: And I've kind of adapted that. I've started using that when I haul my horse out um, to quickly decontaminate a stall.
2: Oh, what a great idea!
0: Because yeah. I've turned into that paranoid person.
2: <laughs> yeah, but there's so many things you can use it for. You know, you could spray, right, right. You could spray like like detangler or or you know conditioner even conditioner. You could spray all kinds of things. Right. So yeah.
0: Great Don't do idea. it in a track barn, though, man. You're going to fail some drug tests. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: you go. There you go. And then her ideas on filling a hay net was really cool, too.
0: So, I know. And that's one of those things that I feel like I spent a lot of time arguing with, like hay nets as I've, as I've fed horses and whatever. And everyone has their preferred method. So I've just started putting two hooks on a wall in the hay room, and I hang my hay net and fill it that way. Oh,
2: that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it they're so awkward. No matter what kind you get, it seems like they're very awkward and, and they just don't fill easily. But hanging at first is a great idea.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah.
3: This is awesome. You guys can go look at all these barn hacks from Brianna, who is just stinking adorable. Oh and she's gosh. awesome.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. And she's yes. awesome.
3: So go check those out at horsenation.com. Deanna, I, I'm going to let you, I'm going to cut this early because I want you to not freeze to death.
0: Yeah, Thank so. you. And you do. Yeah. I appreciate
3: that. <laughs> and I appreciate uh,
2: your dedication.
3: You ran off to see the vet last time. I got to see the vet this time. So we are done with the show. Lisa, as always, thank you so much for being a co-host with me. We appreciate it. And uh, Deanna, as always, thank you for coming on and, and being a part of the, the horses in the morning family, both of you.
0: Yep. Awesome. Sure thing. Have a great day. It's time for the weekly look at
3: your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. All right, well, before we go, I have to get to some of your equestrian first world problems because they're your problems, and... We need the, the therapy of releasing them into the world. Uh, so, Lisa, these are first-world problems that are submitted by our auditors. We put up a post in the auditor room on Sunday or Monday, whenever, and then um, you guys fill in the blanks. And it's very sad tales of woe that these people have, Lisa. I hey. know.
2: I've read some of them. It's just tragic.
3: <sighs> well, let's start with Anna. Anna's a boarding and training facility up in the frozen tundra. And she says, one of my border. Borders lets me use her horse for lessons and was planning on buying her own farm. So I was going to have to go horse shopping, but now she's decided not to buy her own place. So I can't go horse shopping. Oh, how awful is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Carrie says, and this is another awful one. I was forced to order a cute new pair of breeches. that will totally match one of my saddle pads to get free shipping on my other items, but they're summer weights. So and now I have to wait until summer to wear them. See, that's absolutely the worst. But that's just the worst. To. Yeah, You had to buy them. I mean, it was that they were free because you just exactly. going to pay for shipping. Um, we did ask people to stop complaining about the weather because most first world problems are weather related. Um, and so Amy, <laughs> who lives in Australia, she says, I can do opposite weather. The horses are nude. They're soaked in bug spray. I'm also nude and soaked in bug spray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what what's the problem
2: there. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds good
3: to me. Yeah. Uh, just, it was a weekend of football, and uh, here in the United States, and Jillian says I drank too much, drowning my favorite football team's loss. I still have to get up and feed my horses. <laughs> That's tragic too. <laughs> so sad to have all these horses that require food. Um. Summer says, I just got a new halflinger and her head is so huge. I'm going to have to buy her all new tack.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the thing about halflingers. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever fits them.
3: This is funny. Samantha says, I've been up and doing things since 4 a.m., but I have to wait for everybody else to catch up. I need to contact my farrier and hay guy, but apparently 4 a.m. is not, quote, normal people. time. (laughs) We're all a bunch of slackers. Uh, exactly. Uh, Chelsea said, I went to visit WEC for a week and I almost bought a horse, but my trainer said, no, she's not your mama or he's well, not maybe, your daddy. Maybe she should switch trainers. I know, right? Yeah. Um, Audrey says, I've gotten so good at backing up my trailer now that I've forgotten how to back up my truck without the trailer. <laughs> So you don't need to do a, you know, 17 point turn to get in there.
2: <laughs> Wonder if she hit anything.
3: Uh-huh. Um, Jessica says, I was given a Dover Saddlery gift card for Christmas and I went to order the thin line reins that I've always wanted. But then I'll have them in brown and all my tack is brown and now I have to get something else.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that's probably the worst thing I've heard all morning.
3: Oh, it's tragic. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> uh, Kelly says that the barn farrier and my husband have the same first name and it's making for some really confusing conversations. <laughs> uh, yeah. Katie says, Oh, let's see. I, I've got a couple left. Katie says, I finally got an iPhone with a decent camera and all I want to do is take pictures of my horse, but he scraped a section of hair off his face and now he won't look pretty. <laughs> Never i want shop. one of those i want one of those iphones with the three camera things yes. and i'm i might only as well it's two you know yes. like that's not enough i want the three camera iphone <laughs> um holly says i have a three stall barn a three horse bumper pull and three people in my family and i have three horses but i need more horses All right. Last one. uh, Kimberly says, I had a year-end awards luncheon, but the only family member willing to go, because who wouldn't want to go to a dressage year-end award luncheon? The only member willing to go was my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Road trip with the puppy. I hope she brought him. Uh Uh-huh. she she did she did she's got pictures to prove it well everybody thank you for joining us and uh, Lisa thanks for co-hosting I already said all that and uh, we appreciate it um, I'm going to go meet my vet so everybody have a great day spay neuter and geld.